0: Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5.
1: Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. If you want the Texans to do right by Deshaun, doing right by him and getting him out of here, that would mean, okay, you want to play that game, you waive your no-trade clause, and we'll find a trade partner for you. But Deshaun's trying to have his cake and eat it too. Yeah, and, and he, um... want the, he wanted the contract, which gave him security. Now he wants out of the contract, and He wants to be traded, but he doesn't want to give up that no-trade clause. He doesn't want
2: out of the contract. He wants the contract to go with him.
1: Right. So give up that no-trade clause. That can probably happen.
2: So we talked a little bit yesterday about the uh, Texas Rangers are going to have 100% capacity for their first few games. The Astros kind of have their policy out now as well. They're not planning 100% capacity in April. They're going to have a phased approach. So they're originally planned 25% for the opener against A's. That's going to cover their first 14 home games okay. in April. And then they're going to look at opening it up to more after that. Here's Fred
0: Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
2: And we're back on the Blitz. Our number three. 703-780-ESP. Engine number 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. Send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter. At Fred Power, F A O U R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates nine seven five. At MK Pallet. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN nine seven five. Miss the first two hours, some of what you missed, and mostly Deshaun crap. Just enough already. So now we're gonna have beer because our good buddy Eric Warner is here. How awesome is that? What's going Eric, on?
3: Eric, you ever see
1: uh, snakes
3: up there at your place in Colorado? <laughs> nothing super scary. Nothing poisonous. Like,
1: if there was a snake, though, that slithered into your house, what would you do?
3: I'm not super freaked out by snakes. I, I would, um, I, I I would, if, if it was a non-poisonous one, I'd just go. You would politely shoo it out. Oh, you would pick it up with your hands? Yeah, but if it was wow. a rattlesnake, which at 7,000 feet, that's kind of where they stop appearing. Yeah. But, like, in Denver, yeah. there's a ton of them. You know that probably from yeah. Albuquerque when you've been in New Mexico. They're, that I would obviously approach differently.
1: Like would you approach with like a uh a shovel? Yeah, that shovel's a good way. Yeah, I don't like snakes. I don't I'm I don't I, listen, they just they they don't belong. That's it. You got no use to me. They're diabolical, man. Yeah. That's why they they're there this What's archetypal
3: like demon. You ever known
1: a snake to help a person do something? Nope.
3: Never. Yeah. Like dogs will help you out. But I don't think any I I, I would argue that mammals are probably the only Creatures capable of that, like no oh. p- p- carrier pigeons. Okay, the, 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 that's more you trained utility versus yeah. like you're talking more sort of fight or flight help, like a dog would. You know, dogs. Yeah. You know,
2: yeah. Well, you know what? I'm I'm going to disagree with you there. I think snakes have helped people on to the next life sometimes, and those are people who <laughs> no, might might have wanted to die, and so yeah, they just sped it up for them. They were their guides.
1: Uh, we we've got Eric in early. Uh, normally he's in on a Monday, but I won't be at, I won't be at work on Monday. So we said, you know what? Well, let's just let's just get him in here on Thursday, and uh, and and we'll go that route. And finally, you you've brought the. You've brought the goods. We have our beer, AJ. It's
3: been uh, over a year since we brewed this thing. Pre Rona, we brewed it. Pre Rona, we brewed
1: it with no masks on, like like wild animals.
3: That's right. When it was kind of because I think it was in February, right? I think so yeah, so it was kind of known to be. The, by the way, this is uh, my. I know it's the anniversary, but I was at an avalanche game a year ago, and they had just announced we got hooked up with these like fancy tickets, three rows behind the Avs bench. And so we had the, like, club buffet, you know, free booze. What? And they announced the NBA deal when we were in there. And I just kind of remember watching all the staff in there, you know, the, the bartenders and stuff, and their faces just kind of hanging, like, what is going to happen? And then, you know, that was the last night of hockey. Yeah. And, yeah. The, but, but, yeah, we have beer to uh, commemorate, I guess, or –
1: I was just thinking, watching the, uh, the the conference tournament in there today, I was watching some some Seton Hall basketball, some Big East tournament ball. And last year, I mean, it was probably a, maybe a day or two before this, the first Big East tournament game started, and then they stopped it at halftime. And they were like, that's it. We're not playing. And every other conference canceled right after. And it, it was just, I mean, it was devastating to me. This, I mean, because I love this time of year. Uh, and I love betting on these conference tournaments. Yeah, and you were he,
2: supposed to be going to Vegas. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Well, for me, it was the, like, the last fun we had was at the Roughnecks game, which I guess was a week from Sunday. Br- we were out there and we, we just had, we had our little group. We went to Lucky's, rest in peace, got drunk as hell, went to the game, got drunker, just had a blast. That was like the last normal thing that ever happened.
3: Yeah, it. You know, it's it's kind of crazy. Just I was talking with a guy at, at work about this yesterday, but um, he's a little bit younger. He's probably thirty five, and it's like, hey man, is this like the craziest thing that's happened in your life? He's like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, me too, man. I mean, nine eleven was kind of intense there for like a, a couple weeks, you know, like, but this is just, yeah, bizarre. And what about Pearl Harbor? Ooh. Well, that lasted. No, listen. The the he was listening to that on his
2: radio. Yeah. No, really, it was it was witnessing the crucifixion was okay. the one for me. I mean, you know, the, having to hear that whole. I mean, it, it still yeah. haunts me to this day.
1: So. I know, Fred. You had a hard time in Nam. I know you don't like to talk about it, really, but mm, I mean, I, listen, you man, saw some stuff there. Too. Not
2: really, because I was so full of heroin the whole time. <laughs> okay.
1: And you know that, and and they stole not the, because you took the heroin, but because you were a drug mule for the cartel, and they just. They cut you open and filled your body up. But they with didn't
2: it. call them cartels over there, right? But yeah, I, I mean, what really pisses me off is I was the inspiration for Apocalypse Now, and I didn't get a dime out of that. <laughs> it's
1: a shame. It's a shame.
2: And let's not even talk about 1917. <laughs> that stole that whole idea. That was my life. Were Before, you in the trench? Uh, no, I was. I was the guy who. Uh, I was one of the guys that was was played by one of the big time stars that had like a three minute cameo. That was me.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this beer, well, we made it in February, and we've all had the the non barrel aged version. Uh, the last time we were at Carbach, we had a keg of it on, and everyone seemed to love it, which was great. And uh, and we said I got a barrel from Chris and Travis Whitmire, and it had it had held the uh the bourbon and rye blend that they that they were doing at the time i don't know if they're still doing those but i know they I think they
2: are I've, I've got to check i haven't talked to those guys in a while but yeah that's what we aged uh our, our beer in was the same same barrel yeah
1: so they were doing it at the time so they gave me one of those barrels and um i, I took it over there and I, I guess it's been probably what do you think nine months maybe maybe
3: not quite um because you brought that uh by w- well into the roni i think yeah i think it was like may because i remember we had to i had to like get you like special check-in procedures yep. to be
1: able to drop it yeah so
3: uh, nine eight, eight months yeah, yeah
1: eight nine months in the barrel uh so and you i know you've done a lot of these things so let's i'll, I'll ask your thoughts first what how do you think that it turned out what are we what are we looking at here
3: I think it's great. The one uh, because it's it's you know small scale production. Uh, we, we we whiffed on the carbonation a little bit. It's a little on the shall we say the cask uh, beer uh, CO two level. But I'm getting you know the flavors of the graham cracker. I'm getting uh, some nice coconut, as you said uh, before we came on. I think it's a good balance of the wood and the booze. Yep, um, which you know that's one of the dangers if you leave it on the wood too long. It gets you know you get that kind of dry wood spice uh, flavor. So I, I I think it turned out great, man. I'm I'm pretty happy Fred, with it. Fred, what do you think? Well,
2: you know what? It reminds me of uh, one of my favorite barrel aged beers. For some reason, I'm 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 getting a nuke the whales feel out of this, and you know how I feel about that beer. Yeah. So, um, Aaron, have you tried it yet?
3: I have. It's delicious. I actually can taste
1: the marshmallow. Yeah, that it. was in there. That's I'm getting me. a lot of
2: different flavors like kind of like I do with that but it also just very very smooth I, I like it a lot I think you did a fantastic job guys
1: well and I know we have a keg that we're saving for uh for the people yep we'll have an event out there at Carbock and we'll we'll tap that keg and it'll be uh, there's only one keg so that'll be that uh but we can add some carb to that so we, we can carve that we up can, yeah we can crank it up a little bit and uh, give people an even, an even better version of it. But yeah, I think the, the flavor profile on this thing is awesome. I, and, I think we nailed it. And I like, I think
3: putting the sugar in a little bit of sugar, uh, dries it out a little bit. So it's not, you know, for a 10%, this doesn't drink necessarily like a 10% no. beer now, you know, you, you think, ah, oh, this is only like 7%, but
1: uh, yeah,
2: it feels it. That's what I would guess. Just sipping it. But you know, after you get to the bottom
3: of
1: it, and what do we know exactly what it landed on? Uh, I will, I will have a can
3: run through our fancy little lab equipment okay. and I'll get you exact numbers, but
1: it's over 10.
3: Yeah, okay. it's, it's definitely, and it what may, was, may not significant. What was it's the right original one? Uh, eight. Okay. So, yeah, and that's pretty typical. You pick up a couple points on the, uh, uh, from the barrel. So, um, and that was, yeah, uh, I just love it. I, I, I wish, you know, barrel-aged beers uh, aren't as uh, kind of sexy and coveted as they were, say, seven, eight years ago. I know you and I, I still, still love them. Yeah. 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 yeah that, Boy. Th- this group, they're still coveted, the four of us. But hazy IPAs, and, you know, they sort of squeezed. The, they took, took a little. Aaron's shaking his head no. He's disagreeing.
1: I enjoy them, but the four of us could probably keep the barrel-aged industry part Oh, and, and throw Tyler in there, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean I I love all like the the trend things that come out. Like I I love barrel aged stouts, I love hazy IPAs, I love uh I love fruited sours and I like the seltzers that are coming out now too. I know it's not really beer, but if it's delicious and it gets me there, then I'm down. It's just so, I, I mean, you think about, you know, Fred and
3: I, of course, being the dinosaurs we are. We, we you know, back in uh, when I started drinking in earnest in the early 80s, I mean, you pick any category, whether it was when You drink wine, weed from the
1: horn of a, <laughs> of, a, of a of a slain beast.
3: Exactly. I mean, homebrewing wasn't even, like, really as big a concept back then. And, you know, you had maybe three or four brands. Smirnoff was, like, the big vodka brand back right. then. And they started like coming out with uh, some spice. They had like a pepper or, or Stoli had just hit the market. Then. And Stoli had like a, a peppered uh, vodka they did. And, but like Cuervo was the tequila. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, I think about
1: that now. I'm like, okay. yeah, <laughs> that's now like well tequila, basically. Yeah.
2: yeah. And of course, uh, that was back in the day when our uh, servers were called winches. <laughs> bring me some mead winch that's right and and now you would get uh canceled for that
3: yeah oh. unless you're shame. unless you're a governor of new york well then, then and then it's all right he's doing a pretty good job
2: he's in, yeah,
1: canceled. Yeah, yeah like he's, a new body geez. comes
3: out every day it's like, yeah dude, he, you're
1: he ain't protected. He's got no, uh, no, there, there's no, uh, protective well, bubble remember around everybody,
3: him. Everybody, like, a year ago is like, oh, that guy for president or whatever. No, cause... maybe
2: not. No, no, yeah, they were, there was actually some talk <laughs> that it should be him instead of Biden at, at one point.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because he was like supposedly doing such a good job managing yeah. the, yeah. even though in New York, like, people were dying by the, you know, the truckloads, literally.
2: I, I, under, I don't understand how you can be a total perv now in the Me Too world. After all that, he's still reaching up under women's dresses and stuff like that. It's like, bro, come on.
1: Well, yeah. listen, listen. When you're very
2: famous, they just let you do it. Well, you they just, let it happen. You grab them by the. Let's go to break. Yeah. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, five ninety
0: two five. This is the Blitz. Blitz on ESPN 97.5. This segment is brought to you by Carboc, Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred, AJ, and the brewmaster himself, Eric. And we're back on the Blitz. It's
2: that time again, ESPN 97.5's third annual Bracket Madness presented by Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade, supported by the Seaforce Water and Dr. Linville with Air Specialist Houston. We'll be giving prizes to 97.5 winners. Yep, the .5 winner is the penultimate winner, second to last in the whole bracket. And we mentioned this is all free. Prizes include $50 gift cards to Rooster's Men's Grooming, the Burger Joint, Chewy's Fine Tex-Mex, Spash Burger, and much more. Head to ESPN975.com to register now. It's Bracket Madness presented by Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade, Bubbly Bold, packed with lemonade flavor. Get signed up today. And speaking of those seltzers, man, uh, I'm starting the keto thing Monday, so I'm glad you came today so I can get beer in before that goes. I'm going to be mouth-bleeping those seltzers.
1: Man, so what I've found is... I, and I'm thankful that Carbach is doing the uh, the Seltzers the low carb way because our buddy over at Urban South they're putting out Seltzers that are not low carb. <laughs> it, it, like he did one that's like a raspberry lemonade gummy bear seltzer and it's I, I like when you drink it you know like okay this has like 1 million carbs in it. That this is all carbs. So is it clear? It's pink. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but it's
3: not it's, viscous like some of his fruit beers. It's, no, 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 no,
1: no. Like it, 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 the mouthfeel is seltzer. Like it, it's a seltzer, but it's it's sugar loaded. So the good thing about the ranch water that you guys put out is, and I'm right there with Fred. I'll be two days behind Fred. I'm getting serious on my diet when I get back from Vegas. There's no point in me trying to get right. get into it when I'm going out there. But when I get back from Vegas, I'm locking in. So it's going to be a lot of ranch water and a lot of just tequila and, and whiskey. So, uh, just, but, just, you know, they call it what the elimination diet.
3: I'm just going to eliminate food. I'm, I'm going all
1: liquid. <laughs> yeah. The, that might be my move,
2: <laughs> but I, 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 finally got the wife on board with doing this because she, and she, cause she likes to cook. And, and so she got a cookbook that has all the, the stuff. And so we're going to start on Monday
3: and try to do 30 days,
2: uh, at least I, I want to lose, uh, I need to lose probably 25 pounds, and uh, so we'll see. I'll, I'll lose the 25, and then maybe lose 10 more just to get myself a little cushion, and then we'll see what happens. Because after that, I usually get right back on beer, and I gain 10 back anyway. Yeah,
3: and so. it's kind of an interesting proposition to think about, like, coming out of COVID. How I mean, yeah, sure, you see all these whatever these people do these, like, Peloton classes or whatever because they're bored, but... You know, average slubs like us, we've we probably eh, let it go a little bit. Yeah, you know? I, I, defi- and,
1: I definitely have.
3: So I I'll, I'll,
1: since I stopped fighting because it was real easy for me to st- to stay at a a decent in decent shape when I was fighting because I always knew there was going to be a day where I had to get on a scale and it had to be a certain number or it would cost me money, and I didn't like the idea of that. So I always stayed at like a certain. There was like a cutoff. Okay, if I hit this number, I gotta get, I gotta get it together. Now there's nothing to hold me accountable. There's nothing. I'm married. Not the nagging finger of of the missus. No, <laughs> my my wife wants to eat Mexican food every night. She
3: she she's part of the problem. Yeah, she is part of the problem.
1: <laughs> and I told her I she's was too like, good of
3: a cook. <laughs> I told her I was like, listen,
1: when I when I get back from Vegas, you got to lock down with me cause you got to start cooking food that I can eat. Like. And she's always been good about that. When I like when I was in a fight camp, she would cook food that would fit what I was doing. So you so, have
3: two young superstar athletes who I can't imagine they're going
1: to be down with that there. They I, want like, no, but my, my older, she son, make two
3: different things.
1: Usually she does. Oh, what a good mom. But my older son, like he I mean, he's it's all protein shakes, anything that he doesn't. he's serious yeah it's it's protein shakes which he hates but he also like i told like i said nobody makes protein shakes to taste good it's not what they're for is he
3: doing weights yet yeah oh yeah how much can he bench i don't know 120
1: uh i don't Mm, even know if he can bench that Uh, that's about what he weighs yeah he's a pretty skinny kid he is skinny yeah but uh, but he he out there working i mean he, he lifts he squats he uh he benches he curls he he's doing all of it but uh, but yeah, it, it's, it, they're, ne- they're never happy when it's dad's on a diet, but usually mom will like, she'll often cook like a meat and a vegetable and then she'll make like mac and cheese or something for the kids to eat with it. But they still have to, they eat what I eat mostly. It's just, or if she, like if uh, my wife makes spaghetti, she'll make, she'll make uh spaghetti squash for me mm, mm-hmm. and then they'll have noodles and I'll just have the spaghetti squash. A lot of carbs in the squash
3: though too right not really no no, 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 no. that
1: that's the water yeah yeah but,
2: and that's and that's a good way to do it and that's one of the things because yeah I, I still like spaghetti but if it's spaghetti squash it's it's fine
1: you know? yeah and i'll sometimes she'll make the the uh the zoodles out of zucchini uh which isn't good like make no mistake pizza crust made out of cauliflower isn't no. it's not good but it's it's serviceable. It's the sacrifices yeah. you gotta make at some point. You know My I mean?
3: wife went to this restaurant in Colorado that served cauliflower wings. I don't and believe So in she has now made those at home and cannot wait till I am reunited with her to and, and you know, she's giving me all this B S Oh yeah, the boys love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't, I, they're not they're so
1: much. trickery sorcery yeah
3: so um
2: with the restrictions being lifted how does that affect the brewery what are you guys gonna do for the restaurant are you are you gonna reopen at a certain percentage you or you guys uh i mean i i know you've been open but i mean you're gonna open it up even more what are you gonna do have, have you talked about it
3: yeah oh yeah yeah i mean as soon as uh as the governor came out 10 days ago and and made the announcement we were we were on it and we were um you know to a, a person uh united that you know we're we're so dang close, you know, it's like, you know, you don't want to be the guy dropping the baton 10 yards from the finish line. And, and so, uh, you know, we're still keeping our our safety policies in place. And, and uh, you, you know, there might be a few people coming by that, that aren't down with that. But, you know, it, it's really like, especially at Carbock, it's like, come on. You get in the door. All you
1: got to do is get to your seat. Out
3: back, outside. And it's not like we have, you know, mask police or something running around. So, you know, park the attitude. Just, you know, this. And think, I always say, think about the servers and, and, geez, more than that. Think about the medical professionals that have been grinding it out for the last year, you know. If nothing else, just. Uh, so so yeah, we're we we're, we're staying the course uh, as, as it seems like a lot of businesses are. Yeah, we
2: went. Uh, well, we went, went to ltmpo on Navigation last night, and they have master suggested now on the on the door. Ah. But everybody, yeah. And the thing is, it is kind of silly. You wear them. We went wore them. Walked into the bar, sat down at the bar, take them off.
3: Yeah. It, it is kind so of weird. It, you only uh, have to go 10 feet. So I mean, if I, that's
2: all it is. I really don't get it. I advice. don't know if you
3: saw that, uh, th- that, that video of, uh, our, our fine Senator, uh, at the CPAC conference, but he was doing a spoof on exactly that. Like, I don't get it. Why I have to put it on when I walk in, but then take, and somebody did it as though he was doing like a Seinfeld skit. Cause the way Cruz was like bouncing around the stage, it actually kind of looked like that, but, is, you know, is Ted
1: Cruz doing stand up now? I think he is. What is, is he Jack Easterby? Uh, well, <laughs> if,
2: if Jesus Easterby can do it, I, I you know what? A bold that's prediction. Funny right there. Ted Cruz would be better at stand up than Jesus Easterby. I don't think
3: so. He'd probably be better managing the team, that's for sure. Well, yeah, that too. But I What's mean What's
1: the deal listen. with these masks? <laughs> Cancun? Fish, fish, fish. It's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. I've got i I've got a margarita, it's down. What are we doing?
2: What's wrong with Cancun? My kids said I had to do this. It's their old. I don't know.
1: But uh, just
2: trying to be a good father, and her friends are really cute.
1: Oh, don't you know he's pervy Ted Cruz? <laughs> Is there any other kind? My daughter's friends were wearing bikinis. <laughs> and thus I I went <laughs> so I went up I went up to him when they were in their car necking and I shot them both in the head. <laughs> And that 's when I became the zodiac killer,
2: <laughs> oh God Touché. I just
1: I want to make it clear I really don 't believe that Ted Cruz is a zodiac killer i 'm not saying that he wasn't, but i don 't believe those rumors to be true.
2: I think he was a child
1: in Calgary at the time, so I, I, I think
2: he's safe, but that's just me all
1: yeah. right, I got to tell you about t g s insurance. you want to save money on your homeowner's insurance who doesn't want to pay less for some how often do you use your homeowner's insurance I, I'm going to say something right now. I've never made a homeowner's insurance claim. Knock on whatever our desk is made of. But if you're going to pay for it, and you have to if you own your home, why would you pay more? And I realized that. I honestly, I didn't know what I was paying until I called TGS or texted TGS, and then I compared to what I was paying. I saved over a thousand dollars a year. That's a thousand dollars a year. I, and now I've been with TGS for three years. That's three grand. Boom. You can't tell me you you couldn't use an extra three grand in your pot. Graham down the hall, twenty six hundred dollars a year he saved. Now he should have done it three years ago. He'd be rich, but you know that that's that's a different story. The average customer saving nine hundred dollars a month. Why wouldn't you try it? They're going to take care of the back end, get you out of your old policy, get you refunded on that, and start you saving money today. Text the word money to twenty three twenty three twenty three. Start saving today with TGS Insurance. (laughs)
0: 97.5. This segment is brought to you by Carbach, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred, AJ, and the Brewmaster himself, Eric.
2: We're back. All right, so we're just carrying on a conversation here on Twitch, and you know has nothing to do with anything. So there. All right, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Eric Warner still here. So as uh, as barrel aged beers go, um, we all like this, but uh, where do you rank it among all the ones you've done recently? Um,
3: so I rank it as. A seven, and I, I'll say that for a, a couple things. One tens are elusive, as we know. With all great things in life, yeah. they made a movie about that back in the seventies. Uh, Fred, we we remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. we had that poster. Eighteen a- seventies. We actually, had that poster but... as well in our yeah. bedrooms as as young boys, pre-pubescent boys. But um, it's very difficult to be a ten if you're flat-chested. It's very <laughs> difficult. <laughs>
1: But, uh, in, in the words of our president, uh, our former president, it's very difficult to be a 10 if you're flat chested. I had not heard that one. No, oh, you know, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's a, a legit, that's quote, a, that's a legit quote. Yeah. Wow. It's very difficult <laughs> to be a 10 if you're flat chested.
3: Uh, well, let's circle back to that in a second. I think that was a good topic. But, um, Fred, yeah, yeah it, um, I, the, the lack of carbonation is what I'm dinging this on. The flavors are great. Um, and, and it's well, like A.J. said, it's really well balanced and married. The wood, the, the all the different dark malt notes. Um, you get some dark fruit, like date, fig kind of character off it even. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's that's where I'm at with it. But a seven is a definitely I'll, I'll have another in my book. Okay. Yeah, man, I, I enjoy it.
2: I, I think that's, that's a fair number. About right. Like, to me kentucky habits a 10 yep that that's that's a 10 uh good golly miss molly pretty close to a 10 as well probably nine and a half that's all i got though. i feel you on
3: that yeah i definitely i one of my favorites so one of my favorite breeds. i mean we all uh i think we all agree like sierra nevada they're sort of uh you know the mount rushmore of 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 great breweries, um, I, Firestone man and their Parabola. Oh, they're
1: like they Firestone Walker. Their barrel program is about as good as anybody's. Like, it, and it, it this is the the annoying thing to me uh, that I've seen in craft beer over the over the years is when something's not easily available, everyone loves it, and there's there's a, a the hype beasting is 100 percent in effect. And then the minute it's available, people are like, eh, whatever. Like, people used to wait in line at Specs for Parabola to come out or for KBS to come out, uh, which is one of the great... To me, one of the greatest barrel-aged beers is still KBS, Founders KBS. But now, I mean, you can walk in the store today and get KBS, so it's not a big deal. Nobody talks about how great it is anymore. That's the thing that frustrates me. Like, it's, it could be the exact same beer it's just if there's more of it people are like ah oh, it's not as good that I mean, drives me crazy i guess it's one of the hardest things to
3: figure out in business is is that sort of scarcity you know demand scarcity versus all right if i can really crank out a bunch of product and take over the market yeah. because i can like make more than the other guy whatever it is you're making you know um it, it but yeah i i i think that that's what was so I guess going back to what we were talking about earlier, so exciting about like the barrel age beer releases from say twenty ten to twenty fifteen was there was that scarcity and you know, craft brewing was on this amazing, you know, ascendancy and, and Well, hell, I
2: remember when we could only get two BBHs at specs when we waited yep. in line. When, when those would come out. Yeah, that wasn't it doesn't feel like that long ago, but well
1: but now Carbock doesn't make BBH anymore. Yeah, that's so that's true. <laughs> you know, they're they're busy they don't care about it. they don't care about guys like us anymore Fred they're busy with the seltzer folks we got some new
3: IPAs right, coming right, we, got right, new, right, yeah, right. we got some new sexy IPAs do, I, coming. don't you,
1: did, I feel like we talked about something you guys had in the uh, the fun series that was supposed to be coming up well we have it on draft at the at the brief so that's a good reason to come out of the brief right and
3: yes to answer your previous question we're open for business as always come on by we're just gonna do it in a really safe manner to Make everybody feel you know comfortable, but um, yeah, we've got the Scotchy McScotch face, which was uh, Scotch ale that we put in some uh, Scotch barrels. Uh, very delicious. So, do you think you guys are done bottling these fun series barrel aged beers for the time being? Oh man, that's I a know. shame. I know, man. I, I AJ, uh, trust me, I've, I've, I've. You don't have the clout to to overcome it. You've been outvoted. I've been outvoted. It's it's. I'm I'm getting I'm getting older. Because I thought
1: you guys were doing something very smart that you started putting them in the little bottles. Yep. And it didn't
3: work. Oh, that's crazy. It didn't work commercially. I don't know why. I mean, it didn't like belly flop, but it just didn't. You know, it was kind of we were we were like, hey, we we're doing the bombers. You know, the 22 ounce bottles of the BBH. How can we? You know, it's kind of flagging how can we stimulate okay
1: so let me ask you this let's let's go over a business idea on the fly here yeah how many barrel or how many uh barrels uh like when you guys made kentucky habit for example how many barrels wood barrels did you dump beer into
3: i want to say at that point we were probably around a hundred uh 53 gallon barrels
1: okay what if you had Four different barrel-aged beers cooked up at the same time, except you had 20, 20 barrels of each of them, and then you you made a variety pack of four barrel-aged beers at once that you put into a four-pack. Now that ap- appeal that ap- uh, appeals to the people who out there who want to tick, who want to just try a bunch of new beers. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's it, in general, and it appeals to people who are like. Oh, maybe my wife would like this one. I'll like this one, whatever. But w- what about something like that instead of uh, you know, instead of putting out four packs of one beer, you put out like you guys did with the ranch water, four different things, and maybe one of them isn't for everybody, but they'll buy it anyway because the other three are interesting to them.
3: I like that idea. I I, I would like to do it with not necessarily
1: four barrel age beers. Maybe you have, I think they all have, oh, well, to be you guys high. did it with the, uh, the coffee BBH thing. There was, you know, there was four different ones. Right, like, like
2: mole and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I like, I like
1: that. I did that not work.
2: Eh.
3: <sighs> Damn, I, I, bought, I bought them all. That's why I, yeah, I bought some. Of I that can't too. find any of them anywhere. Cause I bought them all. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, man, that's part of the problem. Like, I, you got to like, get uh, me in these the, meetings. The sales guys, the DG, DG supports it, but the sales guys are,
1: like, well, listen. If it. You're the boss of the sales guys. Should be. They work for you. you That's don't work right. For them. No, no beer, no job. You tell them, hey, you you sell what I make. Get out there and do your job. Yeah. Do your job. Otherwise, you take away coffee because coffee's for closers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you couldn't close? Oh, sorry. Sorry. You're gonna, you're gonna be uh, la- you're gonna be caffeine uh, deficient today because coffee's for closers, bitch. That's what yeah. you could say to him. Drop a do the show, bitch, on him. Yeah, That's what I would do. You gotta start swinging it around. I gotta, place. I gotta swing it
3: around, dude. You're like, right. The problem is, you're
1: all, so often in Colorado. It's not big enough to swing it from Colorado. But when you're here, you need to swing it. So, did you guys see the the thing that came out today about the um,
3: runners high might be have a, a, a different uh, cause than originally suspected? No. So instead of endorphins being produced, because apparently endorphins can't cross the blood what do they call the brain blood barrier or whatever? I don't trust those damn dolphins. Uh, it's cannabinoids. Oh, from running. Yes. And they've like done Soul. research on dogs, mice, and people on it. And so anyway, the point of that was I was actually quite scrawny in my day. Mm-hmm. You guys could probably visualize that. Cause even though I complain about maybe a couple extra LBs, yeah,
1: I got you're generally a skinny I got guy. sparrow legs. Yeah. I was
3: a distance runner in high school Okay, and senior year cross country. We were all just like, you know, starting to fade it pretty hard. And so we would actually like stop by my house and have a little puffy puff and then continue our run. And basically I was like, all right, there you go. You the The, the same effect you get from that is what you get from the runner's high. They're all congruent. You can get one for free, one you got to go pay for, but... I thought that
1: was pretty cool. I I would take it. I'd be down for that.
3: I,
2: I, Fred, don't, think I, I don't think I was ever fast enough to get the runners high. No? Because I was always dropping dead by the end of whatever race I was running. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm dead. But you were
3: an athlete in uh, high yeah, school, back right?
2: Then. I mean, yeah, 30-plus years ago, yeah. I mean...
3: So, but, 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 but I, would, you, would you like get that high after like a, a really intense? You know, what? What did you, you you played football, right? Football, basketball, baseball. Yeah, I mean, football. like the coaches having you doing laps, or you're in the weight room or
1: whatever, just you know just dripping sweat. I mean, yeah. there's a there is definitely something to that. It's funny. The girl I dated my uh, my senior year of high school. Most of my senior year was a distance runner, and I was getting ready for basic training, so we would go out and run together. And um, I would get what we would call a, a, a runner's high. But m- at the time, I just thought I was horny. Like, I just thought, yeah. like, well, we're going to have a shower, and then we're going to make sweet, sweet love. So that's why I feel so That's why you ran so fast. That's you why I the feel so good right now. Yeah, like I'm feeling like, oh, man, I feel like a high. It means I'm about to have relations. And it turns out, I, I bet in hindsight, that's what it was. So...
2: I'm a little confused. Are you, are you saying it's okay to get a little high before you run? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's always okay I, to get did, a high. I did one 5K where I, I smoked one before I ran the 5K. Also, the fastest 5K I ever ran, I think. Hmm. And that was when, I was when I was really doing a lot of those and I was in good shape. And it's going to take me a year to get back to that. But
3: All right. All right. Correction, Fred. Sorry. So, I never, like, for meets, I didn't smoke before meets. But this was, like, during practice. practice. Sure. Yeah. it's was like... And then, you know, that's when you're like, and and I'll, I'll say it. I was a solid number two. The guy that was our number one was an F. He's a monster. I mean, he was running like four 25 miles, like just for a mile, not in a cross country race, but he was like sub 15 for a cross country race. And, and I was like the next best guy, but I was. Thirty plus seconds. Behind. So when you say, it a... Uh, so, yeah, like, and, how, how is, long is a cross country race? Uh, it's it's like, five five kilometers. Yeah, yeah. Five, so three point one miles. Oh, okay. Yeah. So
2: you're you're kind of like AJ is on this show. You're pretty good, but you're just way behind the other guy. Oh,
1: oh. So wait, <laughs> three and a half miles. You said? Yeah. And he was running in sub fifteen. Yes. Dude, he was a stud. Oh. Yeah. Which is nothing. I mean,
3: like uh, whatever the the elite runners today, they would do that in. That's 11. wild. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I was... uh, no, Not 11, but 12-something. No, I've
2: seen guys do it in like 12 and, and not even try, really. They're just gazelles. That's man. crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I was running... When I was in good shape, I was running my two miles in the Army in just under 12 minutes.
3: That's pretty good. That's, that's solid. That's
1: really good. Yeah, I mean, I felt good about it, but now it's like, oh, that's six minute average is not all that good I guess I guess you're going a little bit further did but.
3: you have your frame now obviously maybe not the
1: the the weight but did you have, have the height? height at that age I, I was 6 three by the time I was 14 years old yeah so, so that's
3: a kind of a gangly weird
1: yeah. awkward height to be
3: like most of the I mean the, the Kenyans have sort of and the, and the Africans have sort of uh broken that mold a little bit but yeah. the, you know Prior to that, like the elite runner, yeah, you know, like five seven five eight was good height. So you're
1: saying you ran well for a white guy? I, no, it's not what I was. Okay, to say, but that's what you're. But I was get.
3: a very skinny, scrawny white guy at that point. But you were pretty and, fly. Yeah, I, I wanted to be a football player, but dude, I, I at sophomore year in high school, 132 pounds. That's just not yeah. gonna get it done. All
2: right, we only have one segment left, so you might as well hang around. Hoffman you know, on you know, Hollywood. Yeah. Can't wait to blitz on ESPN 975-925 5, 5.
0: You're listening to the Blitz on ESPN ninety-seven five. I don't know how I can explain that in a cooler and more doper fashion. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
2: And Eric Warner. All right. One last segment left. Let's do a little uh, three-way Hoffman on Hollywood here. Get Eric. Let's control.
1: do it. Um, <sighs> Have you followed any of this drama around the royal family and these interviews and stuff? Like, yeah, I, I try not to be interested in it, but my wife talked to me about it. She paused our show last night and talked to me about Prince Harry for twenty minutes, and she is Team Prince Harry. I I, I have such an unpopular opinion on this. What's your unpopular opinion? Give it. You guillotine? Is that your no, opinion,
2: Brad? These. Freeloading royals and their rich ass wives whining about stuff and everybody drops everything they're doing to care about it.
1: Ugh. Well, sorry. She takes his side because he walked away from all the money and all the rich assness. And I still think so he is okay. zero no. in the bank? No, he's no. got
3: twenty-five million dollars from fine. his mother.
1: Yeah. He's doing fine, but he walked away from being a royal and walked away from basically walked away from having like you know like the president he walks around with a security detail that's always paid for now like any regular old basic ass celebrity he's got to pay his own security team if he wants to have oh life is so hard yeah but he says and he doesn't name names which I guess is kind of classy but I would have rather he named names Uh, he said that his wife was shunned and Someone told him, think about what color the babies will be. Oh. What will they look like? What shade will they oh. be? Not, not a great uh, not a great thing to say. Um, and then, basically, they, they didn't give his... Like, any kid born of a prince is automatically given a title of prince. He wasn't. The so, first, at, at birth, they're typically at given... At birth, oh, typically, oh, yeah. Wow, and this okay. one was not... So, there's accusations that maybe, um, there's some racism going on. And Prince William, who doesn't talk to Prince Harry now, says, There's no racism here. Hey, hey, mate, there's no racism here. Uh, alright, alright, there ain't no racism around his parts.
2: Pretty sure that's not how the royal family talks. I hey, think hey, you're hey, a few class levels too low for hey, that.
1: I hey, hey, mate, you calling me a racist? I'm calling you a racist. Uh, yeah, he's, no. We're very much not a racist family. How about that then, you bum? Uh, the <laughs> yeah,
2: It'd be much more erudite, AJ. We're how very about, not how about that then?
1: Yeah. I, I, we're not racist. How about that
3: then? Uh, Getting better, but still not there. Not there. Uh, no, I, like I only little know American I bitch Blinders. Go away.
1: All right, all right. We ain't no racists around here. That's the only way I know how to do it. Yeah. But uh, Prince William said that he dire- he directly responded to the interview that uh, that Harry did with Oprah. said I haven't spoken with him yet, but I will. I will. Um, he did admit that they were distant, and he said um, th- he said that the the most damaging claims were that his family treatment of them was racially motivated. And he said we're very much not a racist family. Um, We like people of all color. I even have a black friend. uh, Until he spoke, the only response from the monarchy had been a carefully worded statement from the brother's grandmother, Queen Elizabeth II. In it, she said, Issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. Recollections may vary. Oh, I like that. Recollections (laughs) may vary. I'm going to steal that. That's a good one. That's great. Yeah, so apparently he's saying... Maybe that ungrateful little ship is misremembering the, what we said. We don't use the N-word here. We just say we don't want her kind around. But what does that really mean? Could what, be American. What Could does be that American. mean, really? Re- really, what does that mean? Uh, so they're saying they're they're really not a racist family. The royals aren't racist at all. And it's just coincidence that the the first half-black royal... Didn't get given the title. That was a coincidence. They, I know, like, there's been hundreds of years where they've been doing this, but it was just they just decided this time. Well, we'll maybe we'll, maybe, we'll let him earn it. Let him earn it. Stacy um, Stacy Dash uh, has had to apologize for her offensive comments, and she uh, she's turned on Donald Trump. Stacey Dash, as you know, is the the chick from Clueless. Not Alicia Silverstone and not the dead girl, but the other girl. Um, She she quits politics and blames the network for typecasting her as the angry black woman. Despite her playing the role of angry black woman for the last several years, uh, she's been an ardent Trump supporter. She's turned on him and called, the, called out the Capitol riots as appalling and stupid. She drew intense criticism for backing Trump's statement after the Charlottesville neo-Nazi rally Ooh. in 2017. Uh, she said, I've lived my life being angry, which is what I was on Fox News. I was the angry conservative black woman, and at that time in my life, it was who I was. There are things I'm sorry for, things that I did say that I should not have said, the way I said them. Her views proved too far right, even for Fox News, who fired her in 2016 after she claimed Barack Obama didn't give a ship about terrorism. She says she wants to qu- continue acting, but she's been blackballed by Hollywood, so that that's... It's hard to continue acting after you've been blackballed by uh, by Hollywood, unfortunately. That's, that's the same beef that Emilio Estevez has. I mean, blackballed by Hollywood, otherwise he'd still be a bit... Uh, Christian Slater still dealing with that. Yeah, it's, it's all, not because he can't act. He, they just—it's Catherine uh, Heigl, you all, all
2: <laughs> know. No, truth, she's actually. You know, they've—they've. They've, uh, she's she's popular yeah, again. They've they've canceled me too. So canceled you, Hollywood has you. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, I haven't I haven't gotten a role sense. in years. Well, that's true. I've been out there trying to get them. Meanwhile, John stuff. McClane, I know, gets the roles.
1: He just worked a little harder. That's all. Those craft services, I tell you what, man.
2: Oh, God.
1: All right, that's good. You think craft, you think cheese, macaroni. But no, they got ham sandwiches there. Some with cheese, some without.
2: (laughs) All right, let's get the hell out of here. So, uh, is it late hits next? All right, my man Patrick Creighton coming up. The Mets! Are you kidding me? All right, great job, Aaron. Great job, Hoffman! Terrific job, uh, Eric. I was okay today.
0: Stacy Dash, are you are you are you, are, you, are you kidding me?
2: See, I get I I, I get her confused with Stacy Dales.
0: Stacy Dales, Stacy Dash. The Mets,
1: the Mets can't sign her. She's a girl. All
2: right, let's get out of here. Till tomorrow, stay sporty, bitches. This is Ed Tuttle-Jones, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5.